Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and more importantly, welcome back, Giants fans, to another episode of the Say Hey Podcast, the podcast that is home to all things Giants baseball. Folks, before we dive into today's show, I would like to take a moment to let you know that you can find the Say Hey Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, then don't be afraid to subscribe. And if you really like the show, then make sure to leave a review. But most importantly, make sure to spread the word. Now, with that being said, let's dive right in. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host today, James Donahue, as I am for every show. So hopefully that's not a deal breaker for you. And folks, like always, we have a great show for you today. We are continuing our player profile projections, and the players we'll be talking about today are Lamont Wade Jr., Logan Webb, and Mike Yastrzemski. So be sure to stick around and listen to the entire episode so you can be as informed and up-to-date as possible. But before we dive into some PPPs, let's first talk about some spring training updates, starting with Mr. Tyro Estrada. The man is currently sporting a 368 batting average and a 955 OPS in 19 spring training at-bats while also swiping four bags. Players like Tyro Estrada and Wilmer Flores are going to be key cogs that keep this team turning when veterans like Evan Longoria and Tommy Lastella sustain injuries throughout the season. Now, we saw glimpses of what Estrada can do last season, but I personally feel as though this year will be a breakout season for him due to his increased playing time. One of the most exciting aspects to Estrada's game was his success against right-handed pitching last year. In 66 at-bats, he produced a 303 batting average and 922 OPS. For this reason alone, I believe Estrada will be making frequent appearances in the lineup as he's proven he can find success against righties and lefties. Earlier in the week, Alex Cobb was reported to be hitting 97 miles per hour. I know, I didn't believe it myself. However, he then proceeded to strike out six batters in four innings against the Rangers the other day. With Cobb being on the older side of his career, and just like Rodon, injuries are always a constant worry. But, if he can pitch like this and sustain that level of velocity on his fastball, then we as Giants fans might just witness yet another successful reclamation story from a veteran starting pitcher. Alright, let's move on to more hitters, shall we? Starting with Joey Bart. The man has managed to produce a 412 batting average and a 1.441 OPS. Absolutely astounding, while also hitting three home runs, including one that he hit yesterday during the Giants' win against the Dodgers. In that game, Bart went 3-for-3 three three with that home run, but he also collected two hits off Clayton Kershaw. Now, even though Bart may not reach full-time status right away, my hope for him at his peak throughout his career is to be a 285 batting average type hitter while also launching 25 to 30 home runs every year. Again, not predicting that for this year, just hoping that he pans out to be that type of player down the line. Alright, sticking with the hitters here, I know we just talked about Tommy Lestella last episode, but the dude must like being talked about because on Thursday's game against the Rockies, Tommy Barrels went 2-for-2 two two with a home run. And this, again, came after a game where he had a bases-clearing double. 
Who knows what's happening? Maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I don't know. All I know is that I am definitely hyped right now. Who else needs some love? How about our young studs in the bullpen? Curvin Castro. So far this spring, the man has pitched a total of 4.1 innings, produced a 2.08 ERA, and struck out eight batters. Including the four Dodgers hitters he struck out during yesterday's game that he started, but he only pitched 1.2 innings. So four strikeouts in that amount of time, insanely effective. And how about young Poppy, the young flamethrower Camilo Doval? Four innings pitched so far this spring, seven strikeouts, zero runs allowed. Absolutely disgusting. And to round out the best bullpen in baseball, we can't forget to check in on the one-pitch wonder, Mr. Jake. Try to hit my fastball, McGee. So far this spring, four innings pitched, two strikeouts, zero earned runs, and a lot of sad hitters is all I've got to say. Okay, okay. I think that's enough player updates for now. I gotta calm down. I'm getting too hot from all these amazing numbers our Giants are putting up. Time for some PPPs? I think so. Let's go ahead and start it off with everyone's favorite player, late night Lamont, Lamont Wade Jr. Wade Jr. finished the 2021 season producing a 253 batting average, hitting 18 home runs, collecting 56 RBIs, and lastly, producing an 808 OPS. Solid and he did so in only 369 plate appearances. That's a 25 doubles, 28 home runs, and 87 RBI pace over 125 games played. Late night Lamont showed a lot of potential to being the consistent leadoff power hitter for the Giants, who's also equipped with above average speed. The 2021 season was filled with plenty of memorable moments for Lamont and his family, but the season also featured some worrisome moments, and I'm strictly referring to the months of September and October. During that time, Wade Jr. produced a 21% strikeout percentage, which isn't outrageously terrible when you compare that to league average, but it is considerably high when you look at the 13% strikeout percentage he produced for the Twins in 2019. With all this to say, what do I expect from Lamont during the 2022 season? Well, I expect him to hit more home runs and more extra base hits. Like Brandon Crawford, Wade Jr. was barreling up balls that he put in play. Whenever he hit it, he got all of it. I truly believe he easily gets to 20 doubles and 20 home runs. I don't expect Wade to reach an insanely high batting average, but I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the season his average is sitting around 270 to 275. And lastly, I expect him to get on base more often. The Giants initially went out and traded for him because they like how frequently he produced walks and how rarely he struck out. I think there's plenty of potential for us to see a more balanced offensive performance from Lamont Wade Jr. this season. Moving on to our ace, everyone's favorite pitcher, Logan Webb. And this might be the easiest and most straightforward projection I do for this team, mainly because Logan Webb is poised to be one of the most effective starting pitchers in the National League. And that's due to how well he performed during the months of May through October during the regular season, and also, of course, because of how well he dominated during the NLDS against the Dodgers. Logan Webb finished the regular season with a 3.03 ERA. But from May 11th to October 3rd, Webb was absolutely dialed in, producing a 2.40 ERA during that time. What was his FIP during that time? 2.41, indicating that there was absolutely zero luck involved. The dominance he put on display was real, and it proved to be too overwhelming for opposing hitters, which is especially true when you look at the combined 2.18 batting average opposing hitters managed to produce against Webb. The amount of movement and run 
to both sides of the plate Webb holds in his arsenal has set him up to keep hitters off balance for however long he wants them to be. I won't give specific numbers for Webb, but I'll say this. Whatever numbers he produced last year, every single one of them will be amplified. The only question at this point is, can Webb be the next 200 innings, 200 strikeout pitcher for the Giants? And can he make 30 plus starts? It's a lot to ask, but in my opinion, those are the standards for a true ace of a staff. Barring any sort of injury, it'll be entertaining and enjoyable to see if Webb can reach those numbers. Moving on down the list, let's not waste any more time when it comes to Carl's grandson. And let's be honest, we're a little bit worried, right? Last year was a mixed bag of emotions, all right? It's okay to say that, though. Because in 2019, which was Yaz's rookie season, he finished the year with a 272 batting average while hitting 21 home runs. Not bad at all, especially for a rookie year. Then during the shortened 60-game season, he finished the year with a 297 batting average and 968 OPS. Fantastic. That season was truly special for Yaz. He was on a 30 home run pace if he played 156 games that year. And to top it all off, he finished 8th in MVP voting. A lot of encouraging things to see heading into the 2021 season. However, as I just mentioned, the year as a whole ended up being a bit of a roller coaster for him and for us as fans to watch. On one hand, you're happy to see that he managed to hit 25 home runs during a full-length season, the most he's ever hit in his career, I might add. But on the other hand, that 224 batting average is quite the eyesore. If you don't know what to expect heading into this year, let me give you a little nugget that might provide some clarity. I recently read an article that featured an excerpt from reporter Andrew Baggerly of The Athletic. In it, Baggerly explains one of the biggest reasons for Yastrzemski's issues last year was due to the physical and mental hurdles he struggled to overcome after he was struck on the left hand by a pitch from A's left-hander Shaw Manaya in the final exhibition game of spring heading into the 2021 season. Baggerly goes on to include a quote from Yaz to which he said, That stayed with me a lot longer than I hoped or anticipated it would. Getting hit on my hand near my face kind of put me in a weird mindset. I had to fight that. There are certain moments that can have a longer impact on you. So it sounds like Yaz not only was battling through the physical implications from that incident longer than he would have liked, but it seems as though he was also battling through the mental side effects. Which... I can obviously understand. I've never had a 95 mile per hour fastball thrown at my face. Not ideal by any means. And let's just say I would probably need a new pair of shorts if that ever happened to me. Okay, staying on topic. Here we go. Now, why do I bring this up? I'm not saying that Yaz is going to produce a 290 batting average and hit 30 bombs. Now that he's worked through getting hit in the hand. No, what I'm saying is it's nice to have an explanation for why he struggled last year. Because as long as you have an explanation for why something didn't go right, you can always then figure out what needs to change in order to find success. In this case, maybe a fully healthy hand and some time off to reset his mind is exactly what Yaz needed. So what do I expect from him? Well, for me at least, the over-under is whether he can hit 30 home runs. That's the standard I'm setting for him. A part of me feels like he'll get there. But then another part of me doesn't want to be too optimistic. I'll think I'll go with the under but I'll say 28 home runs. As for the rest of his offense, he'll definitely be sitting in the 265 batting average at least. Like, I think that's the lowest he'll go. And I think at his peak, if everything is clicking and going right, we might see a 280 batting average. The good thing about Yaz is he'll always be in the lineup, which means he has the potential to see the most at-bats. Of course, he hits righties well, but what sets him apart, especially during the 2019 and 2020 seasons, 
was his success against lefties. In 2019, he produced a 324 batting average and 943 OPS. And in 2020, he produced a 284 batting average and 997 OPS against lefties. If Yaz could focus on the quality of his at-bats and prevent himself from chasing pitches out of the strike zone, I think we're in for a more balanced offensive performance from Mike Kostremski. All right, everybody, that is going to be all for today's show of the Say Hey podcast. Hope you like today's player profile and projections because I'm going to be continuing to do this until the season starts. All right, everyone. Again, you can find the Say Hey podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you can also leave a rating and a review if you feel so inclined. Remember, everybody, continue to stay safe in this crazy world, continue to be smart, but most importantly, go Giants.